Any references we make to Jim Davidson fall under the term parody. Parody. These are not the opinions of Fuzzy Dice. This is just parody. Try not to take any of these things seriously. Caucasian guy! And Egg White. So this is our Jim Davidson special. So back in the early 80s when I was, I don't know, 15, I used to watch Jim Davidson's show on TV and it was offensive before I found out what offensive was. Yeah. When he was making all those racial slurs and just making stereotypical comments about people, I was going, ha, 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 I'd look at my parents, then I'd look at myself, then I'd just go, ha, 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 ha. And he did that snooker program. Is that the show that you're talking about? Oh, Big he did Break. in the early 80s. Yeah, no, no. He, before Big Break, when he had yeah. his comedy shows where he's wearing flares and he actually looked surprisingly oh, young. Okay. Then he joined in the, 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 the racist bandwagon, didn't he? Because all the other comics on the comedians TV series, like Bernard Manning and even, uh, I forgot his name. So I'm just going to put a voiceover of that black comic. I do believe you are referring to that much loved comic, Charlie Williams. In fact, here's a brief excerpt from Wikipedia. His reinforcement of his audience's prejudices and negative race stereotypes was perhaps a necessary product of the environment and time in which his career began. Fact attack. In the 70s, he used to do, like, jokes that offended black people. When you look at it now. Roy Joey Brown, you mean? No, 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 no. But he's gone back to the 70s, right? In a nutshell, Died off like doing racial comics because that was the that was the political landscape before Adrian Edmondson and all these f***ers came along and just went, oh, no, we're the alternative comedy. We do upside down jokes and all that. Then, as you pointed out earlier on, he did Big Break, which I don't know, being a tea time BBC family friendly program, you can't really do his darky jokes, can he? Or his like Nick Nick jokes and all those other bits. So you have to tone it down. Just to, to interrupt there. So. I yes. am significantly younger than you to rub that in. No, I'm, yeah. I'm not. I'm yeah, not please rub it in. I'm not. A, I'm not significantly younger. But I am younger than you, and so I don't remember this stuff in the eighties. I remember Big Break in the nineties and thinking it was great, right? And with John Virgo's trick shots, Jim Davidson being, you know, like tea time, family friendly, acceptable kind of humour, thinking this is amazing. And from that, I th remember one of my friends at the time in primary school had a brother who was like you know let's say 15 15 or 18 who uh who had the dvd of jim davidson's live show yeah so we we watched that one we really shouldn't and within the first opening two minutes we we were i remember just sat there open-mouthed kind of thinking oh this isn't this isn't what we thought it was going to be describe yeah. what the jokes were you can't just say this what it was what what it let me, let me put you in an uncomfortable spot. It's probably all racial slurry kind of like... There, there was a lot of that, yeah. But, uh, but also... Go on, give also, me one joke. Go not, on, not, give me one I, joke. I don't, I don't remember, I don't remember any, any, any joke because it was, it was obviously a long time ago. Not that, not that long because I'm only 26. But it, it was a long enough time ago that I can't, can't really, really remember that. You're too scared well. to come up with some but, of the jokes. No, That's why. no. But also, he kind of he came out, and not only was it kind of quite quite vile towards towards you know it was every kind of ist you you could ever you could think of, so it was it was sexist, fascist, racist, uh, you know. Uh, oh, sexist. Yeah, I've said that one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was all that. Uh, also, the the language, which you know, I love a swear, right? I love a swear as much as the next man, 
but he kind of came out and was just so kind of crude with this swearing that it, it he couldn't go anywhere else after this two minutes. It was basically you'd seen there was no build up. It was basically like come out say the most offensive thing that you can for a reaction as well as using kind of like quite coarse language. And then after that point, it was nowhere else to go. I've got two and, analogies and, for that. And and this this was like, this was like a 90, 90 minute show. And it's kind of, but you, you basically, it wasn't like a roller coaster. It wasn't kind of, didn't feel like, you know, some kind of quite well-crafted sort of sitcom that, uh, sorry, sitcom stand-up show that kind of takes you on a journey. And then right at the end, you know, kind of, it, there's there's kind of callbacks or stuff like that it's basically it he came out he he ranted and he said the the most kind of in get you know, basically the comments to the most uh, which would going to evoke the most reaction and response in the first two minutes and then he carried on doing that for the entire show but after two minutes you kind of think well there's nowhere else to go with this is there why why, why continue watching he set the bar. I, I mean, I've got two analogies on that. So one, he was basically a racist horse storming out the gates. And as soon as he got to 100 yards, he was like tired it out with, with the, the rider kicking his bollocks, basically. Right. Yeah. 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 And my other analogy was his comedy show was like the opening of Saving Private Ryan. So you remember the whole 18 minute opening battle sequence, which was so like, whoa, right in your face. After that, you couldn't really get into the film after that. Yeah. So basically, I've compared Jim Davidson to World War Two and a horse. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. See, there's no coming back from you on this one as well, because where did you go with this? So, so did so, you watch? So, sorry, did you watch the entire comedy show? I mean, you said you set the set the bar of what the whole shows can be after two minutes, but you watched the rest, right? Do you know what? I, that's a good question because I can't really remember. That's a big yes. I'm, I'm sure I did. I'm sure I did because I was a big fan of him doing his big break stuff, but. I can't remember the rest of it. I just remember thinking, well, this isn't this isn't what I wanted it to be. But you know, I thought I probably I probably you know, just had had some uh, a bottle of coke, a bottle of pop, and um and some biscuits, and so I just continued to to uh, to watch it. You didn't watch it with alcohol. Ninety nine point nine percent of his viewership are gonna drink alcohol while watching his comedy show because that's the whole point. But woke Asian guy, I was about eight years old at the time. I was too young to be watching it because, it, but it was it was like one of my one of my primary school friends' brothers who had who had the uh, VHS tape. I'm surprised you didn't join the BNP after watching that. No, no, I commend you on that. That's good. You still kept on the right path of life. That's good. If he was on the show now, and let's be honest, you know he's never going to be on the show because we're never going to get any guests. It's just going to be me and you chatting. <laughs> oh, egg white, egg white. Yeah. <laughs> He went on Ashley Banjo's show to talk about racism and he walked off while, after five minutes. Do you really think, even if he like is bored one afternoon, he's going to come on our show? He'll just come on our show, guys. Oh, you're just having a go at me. I'm going to walk out the wrong door. No. So, Jim, so, it's the other door that's the exit. That's to the broom cupboard. So if he was on, if he was on the show, what would, you, okay. what would you say to him? I'm going to put this to a high level, right? Because my first in instinct is going, why are you racist? But I have to claw that back because obviously I don't want to scare people. You know, like you don't go up to a squirrel with some nuts and goes, why are you a squirrel? I'll scare him away. So uh, my intelligent question would be, Jim, I, I want you to pretend to be Jim, right? Jim. Yeah. Hey, Jim. Yeah. Yes, my occasion guy. Oh, thank you, Jim, for recognising me for my 
true worth. So your career trajectory, Jim, is you started off in the comedy club circuit, middle of England, doing racially charged jokes. Then you went to family-friendly sitcoms. Uh, sorry, family-friendly game shows. And you did snooker, which everybody loves. And once you found out what the internet was, then you found out what a YouTube channel was. I'm sure someone told you. Jim, are you still with me? Good. I'm still, I'm and, still here, yeah. Excellent. Right, that was a rhetorical question. because Cuddly you know, toy. Cuddly? No, that was Generation Game. He did the Generation Game. Did he? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Brucey, Bru Brucey stepped away from the Generation Game. They got, they got Davidson. Oh, wow. Hey, thanks for reminding me, Jim. So you did all these family-friendly shows. Then, okay, he's a serial bankrupt, which obviously I'm not going to take make fun of because, you know, that's, that's, that's an entirely non-funny kind of like thing. So then you went to Dubai as a tax exile. You actually admitted on the TV show, James O'Brien's TV show, Jim, that you actually read the Quran. And now with your YouTube channel, you've gone full circle. You've gone back to what you were doing in the 70s. Most people sort of like adapt with the times. And Roy Chubby Brown has, to a certain degree, adapted with the times. But you've just gone back to be a broken down racist old man. Jim, you got any, you got any thoughts on that? Come so back. Shall, I, shall I be him? I'll yeah, be him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, you have to. You have to answer okay. with Jim because Jim's not here. So you're saying that I haven't, you've just, you've just listed how I've, how I've you know, been like a chameleon and cha changed and done all these different hosts of uh, kind of successes and high, highs and lows on my career. Thank yes. you, thank you, thank you for listing all, all of them. And now, why why is my current YouTube and website any different to what I've done the, in the past? I'm getting quite a big audience and quite a few a lot of viewers. If you just check my YouTube channel, there are quite a number of subscribers. Surely that's just it's giving the people what they what they want again. But you're pandering to bigotry. You're better than that, Jim. You want to bring cheeky seaside humour. Jim just... Davidson is just for, falling towards the far-right leanings because that's where his audience is, and he's trying to grapple with that, like Morrissey. That's all he's doing. I mean, hey, hey, and his stuff, and his stuff. You know what? You know what? Half can of we, his can we, fucking can jokes... Can we go on? Can no, we no, go no, on? Egg White, Egg White. Half yeah. of his jokes are literally bitterness towards mainstream TV. So I have watched quite a few of his videos. And he's always going on about, oh, the champagne socialists. I'll never be on TV. I'll never be this. I've got my own YouTube channel. And I've got my, I can say what I like, which he technically can. But Roy Chubby Brown can still, technically, if he watered his stuff down, can still go back on TV and do his shit on TV. They'll have to edit it like we edit this podcast down. But he's still veering towards the cheeky chappy. He's going down the same road of cancelled as Katie Hopkins. Do you want that, Jim? So can we can we just go off on a little on a little tangent, right? On the, on the, uh, just a little side uh, and a side. Go, go on the side tangent. Morrissey. Yes. Morrissey. So you know. Yes, and I'm going to get flustered when no. talking about him as well. But Morrissey has got. A residency in King Vegas. <laughs> what and, this man is like talking about socialism and it, waving flowers while singing and wearing and, and, NHS and glasses for for however many years, you know, throughout you know after the Smiths obviously like split when he was touring by himself, he would he would notoriously and famously not play any of the Smiths hits, right? 
So what did he now, play? He's, he's, what, like box all the night? You play all that shit? He would, he would, he would, he would play, he would play Morrissey. So um, before, before you carry on, yeah, you got these, all these Americans just going to Las Vegas to f***ing drink a shit ton, gamble, then go to see some chintzy lounge act, and one of those lounge acts is not Tom Jones this time. It's Morrissey. Why? But. Yes, it is Morrissey. And guess what he's doing? He's doing his hits. He's gone so far left that he's na- <laughs> he's now actually gone full circle and he and surely he's like right. Davidson, so yeah. far right, he's come back round and he's what he's actually saying is it actually kind of left-wing comedy if if he was to say that he was saying it in an ironic way. See- Okay, if you're saying it in an ironic way, then he's Hello. actually evolved. But he hasn't. A bit like Gervais. Why is yeah, saying yeah. why is why is saying the things, the horrible things at That's... all, why is that acceptable? Well, I mean, it's not okay, it's a good point. So it's not he sits on his it's not sofa. No, he no, sits no. on his sofa staring at what probably looks like an iPhone camera. And he just doesn't do a knowing wink. He doesn't actually do one-liners or jokes. He just does venting, frothing, old people shit. But is that not his character? Is that not a character oh, that no, he's played? No, 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 no. I've, again, I've watched his videos. That's not his character. If I, Ricky Gervais will play a character. And when you speak to him in a pub, you know, he won't be the person he's on stage where he's just pushing a boundary slightly. He's just an angry old man going, this is it. I've just got a YouTube channel, which has got a lot of viewers and uh, subscribers, admittedly. But he's got a YouTube channel, which is the only outlet that he can actually do to, like, spew his kind of like, oh, I'm angry. It's not doing any of the comedy he's doing in the 70s, which is why he's come full circle. But he's laced his full circleness with his like, well, this is the things that are pissing me off. But he's not doing it in a comedy. I don't laugh at his YouTube channel at anything he says. I sort of laugh at him. And the fact that he's like broadcasting to someone going, oh, I hate this. Is anyone with me with this thing I hate? And most of the people are like, well, probably, you know, certain certain factions are probably still too scared to go out and just going, yeah, I, I can't believe some okay. people actually that there agree with Jim Davidson goes, yes, I hate that too. Okay. That so, Ashley so, Banjo, uh, he wouldn't let me talk. But if you, if you were, if he was to do change of format, if he was to do, his show but there was an audience right and people were engaging and laughing at him then obviously so that that would that would you know you'd see then people he would he's not the only man in the room talking because people would laugh at him because he's got he's got a lot of subscribers he's got a lot of people paying however much it is a month to subscribe to his website you know what if he had an audience and doing the jokes that might make a difference because he might just actually put some effort in those jokes rather than just venting Right, and see, to be honest, the last few videos I watch, all he's doing is just going through scraps of paper on his table because he's got subject matters that he wants to talk about and get off his chest. And none of it's got like one-liners. It's just, I'm angry about this. Where's the joke, Jim? Oh, oh sorry, you're angry. Oh, right. There's no punchline to, to anger. Oh, you know what? I shouldn't say this, Egg White, but I've watched some of the Katie Hopkins videos and even though she's extreme, and I don't like her that much, she does have a punchline at the end of her gags. I don't laugh, but they are sometimes quite funny in a very dark, bleakly kind of thing. I don't well, relate to it, 
but she has she has she has more comedy chops at the moment than Jim. What if you're? He says, "What well, it's not because not all comedy has to have a punchline. What what if it's if it's too far too nuanced for even even <laughs> you know you know you know intellectuals like yourself to to not not really kind of engage with and see." Yeah. Because not... are, are are you not are you not just kind of falling into into the what you're criticising him for is just kind of basically just saying what you see. Are you not having a go at him for basically saying for what you are criticising him for 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 saying well, he's he's just basically you just think he's just saying what, exactly what he says sees, and you're you're criticising him for saying what he sees. What if he was to say actually I'm <coughs> he's far too nuanced and and yeah it's subtle do you actually watch any of his Ustream videos or any no. of the videos on youtube and go that was quite nuanced i like that he's like a drowning racist he's in the water he's drowning then he starts like saying well i can't talk about this i'm gonna talk about i don't know women and like scantily clad things and like anything that'd be offensive let's, before let, he let, goes underwater just like go. robert shaw in jaws Let's get a radio four. Right. Let's get radio four about this. Right. So, oh, okay. Oh, you well. you see, you see stand-up comedy as a as a as an art form, right? You yeah, appreciate yeah, you you appreciate it as an art form. Now, what is the main point of art to you? Now, obviously, you're not going to answer this because you're going to answer some Generation Z kind of woke waffle, which <laughs> which is going to be complete nonsense and, and like trying not to have. Not to offend anyone. Oh, I don't want to offend anyone. But actually, you can't please everyone. So whatever you say is going to basically not everyone's going to like what you say. So someone is going to be offended by some anything. Even if you try to be the nicest person ever, what I see art is and stand-up comedy is is obviously a, a my favourite form of art. Art is holding a mirror up to society so whether it's yes. a painting whether it's a whether it's a painting whether it's a modern art you know if you, you know you might not be a big fan of modern art you might know you, you know like say uh what's the name the, the the woman who who just did the unmade bed oh tracy emin tracy emin right a lot of people what's she done know, no, no, I'm just bringing you know, a lot of people when they when they, they say, "Oh, that's not art. That's not art." Of course, it's art, right? Of course, it's art. and we can go into that on a completely different podcast. But so, it, it, what art is doing is, is is or good art is doing is holding a mirror up to society, right? Yeah. So okay, okay. And, so, and so what, and, what Jim Davidson com is doing on it. and commenting yeah, but, on it. Yeah. But what Jim? Well, so what you're saying is Jim Davidson is holding up a mirror is to he? society. Is he? Of course not. He's seeing it from his own prism of like, I've seen it from my point of view. I'm angry. This is me. Look at me. I'm going to say this. Other comics can hold up a mirror, and they're very who? good at holding up the mirror. Who? 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 Give me, give me, give me a. Uh, Gee, a who? What are you, an owl? Give me, give me someone who's who's doing it well at the moment. Well, no, we have to go back to this Ricky Gervais. Uh, you know, he has to go back to him. He's now got his own Hollywood start on walk of fame for just talking about edgy stuff and just basically slagging off everyone at the emmys or the grammys was it the jimmies something whatever yeah. it was he, he does that he does that he holds a mirror and he even made a joke about some 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 african child and he was doing the accent for it but he drew such a fine line he's holding up a mirror to people 
and they're just in the audience going, is it funny? And I then, don't know. Should I laugh or not? That's so, the thing. So you're holding up a mirror to society, but also you're kind of, you're, you're then, you're leaving, you're leaving, you're, you're commenting. And quite often it's just leaving something up to, to people's interpretation. And as okay, soon as you do that, because as, as soon as you, as soon as you do that, because, because obviously it's, it's subjective, isn't it? Like there's no, there's no right or wrong. That's part of the amazing thing, amazing thing to do with art or do with music. You know, not everyone's going to like the same thing. People are going to, not everyone sees things in the same way. People interpret things in, in, in the whole matter of different ways. That's, that's what makes the human race. That is the one thing that human, that, that humans are brilliant it's brilliant about humans right so people are going to get are going to interpret things differently in a different oh, way yeah and because know, because again again right, we can talk all, all all kind of like nuance and, and highbrow about this but when we come back to it we humans are pretty basic and we are pack animals <laughs> oh you know absolutely yeah 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 i mean you'll get you'll get one demographic when you see roy chubby brown who, who, who really think about it? He's actually fat shaming himself before fat shaming became fat shaming, right? Isn't he? He's calling himself chubby. But another thing, I actually held a mirror to society in my own little way. Ask yeah. me why. Yeah. Uh, uh, Workage guy, how did you hold a mirror up to society? Oh, well, glad you asked. So, one of those things, you know, I like to like just basically make people uncomfortable. So, there's quite a few things I've done in my time. And um, one of them was I was at the fairground. It happened. I was at the fairground. I went up to the booth to get one of those like uh, tickets. And the lady looked at me and goes, token. And I looked at her and went, yes, I am. Now, the reply on her face, the reply on her, the look on her face was she started laughing and she stopped laughing. Then she started laughing. Then she stopped laughing. That's me holding a mirror to her because she's looking at me, right? A brown guy and just thinking, wait a sec, should I laugh? Should I not laugh? And you can literally see like, should I should I not? And I'm giving her those two emotions just by putting her in an uncomfortable spot. And I worked in a building. This is my other one, right? Holding a mirror to people, or whether I'm not, I don't know. Yeah. But and you probably remember this. This is this, this is this is the first time that I've ever I I ever met you. I think it's probably this this next story. Oh God, you tell that story. Go on. I'll tell you, and I'll tell you the other thing I used to do was, around the building to people that really made them so half the, laugh and half concerned. The, the first time that I ever met you was uh, uh, when you know you uh, in an open plan open plan office of a very prestiged company, which obviously we won't we won't mention because uh, we might get sued. But um, very prestigious company. You know, you kind of you had to draw if you let's say let's say you know quite a bourgeois or bougie as they say nowadays yeah bougie yeah quite quite a bougie or bourgeois you were just having banter with another young indian guy yeah and kind of as a mock argument took place people were kind of like peering over their monitors to because it's like hang on what's going on what's going on people are actually talking in an open plan office this is this is a bit weird oh my god it's it's two uh non-white people talking and and then you drop the line let's go and get have some brown on brown action uh all i can say to you egg white is that actually happened yes and um, in the next 30 seconds because immediately you could hear the entire surrounding desks people go <gasps> right. and basically you two because 
knew exactly what you were doing, just pissed yourself laughing because it was that reaction of like, we know we can't say this, but we can say this. If you said this, it would be totally unacceptable, which is which is correct. But it's kind of it's like kind of playing playing on that kind of expectation, which is basically your trademark. That's like uh, yeah. your trademark. I sometimes fly too close to the sun and someday I'm going to get my wings clipped. So the other thing I did when I walked around this blue chip prestige company was I had to go into a room to help someone because I was working in technical support. And the, the guy just asked me, hey, so what's your name? And I went, hey, my name's Brown Guy. And the guy, he was the poshest white guy you'll ever meet. He looked at me and goes, I can't call you that. He goes, well, you can't call me the brown guy, this conversation genuinely happened. The guys looked at me and goes, I, I can't call you the brown guy. Because no, no, I'm not. You, well, it'd be bad. You know, it would be offensive if you called me the brown guy. But you have to do it with an accent. You have to call me the brown guy. <laughs> and um, there was one. Now, most people would get hauled up to HR for this one. But there was this lady in the office. True story. And every time she saw me, <laughs> I swear to God, this is true. Every time she saw me, she'd just shout out, taxi, taxi. And I, and knowing me, I like, I like a good edgy comedy kind of like moment. And I kept pissing myself oh laughing because my she said this loud across the room. But it's just like, now to go back to it, those kind of edgy kind of like holding a mirror to people. Because the brown guy, the guy just didn't know what to laugh, you know, whether to laugh or not. But he was sort of smirking a little bit because, and, and obviously I did it with the mannerisms and all that. So I knew I was, was, wasn't being threatening. So, you know, you can do comedy in that way. And it's obvious because I got a laugh out of these people. He's, he's like, even Piers Morgan is funnier than Jim Davidson. At least Piers Morgan has some biting, acidic, satirical. You Did you ever see that? Did you ever read about the, when he went one-on-one -on -one with... Who's that Scottish comic? I've forgotten his name. I found it. found his Frankie Boyle. I got that from my memory. I didn't have to Google okay. it because my okay. brain's okay. shot. Okay, right. there, there was one point where Frankie Boyle just basically started having a go at Piers Morgan on Twitter. And Piers Morgan f***ing tore him a new bumhole to a point that I think Frankie Boyle went from his living room, where his computer was, into the dining room. We're holding both his assholes. Now, I, I love Frankie Ball, so this is not anything against Frankie Ball. But Piers Morgan, he just rinsed him. And it was just basically snappy one-liners on Twitter coming back at him. And this is, this is what I love. It's like the guys that stabbed Caesar in the back. Piers Morgan was atting all these other people. Goes, oh, you might need all these other comics saying, oh, yeah, I think you might need to help Frankie Boyle out. He's, he's, he's sort of like uh, failing here and all that. And it's just, it's that kind of thing. Basically, what's the point? I don't like Piers Morgan, but I found, I appreciate his acidic tone, which is what we, what I don't get with Jim. Who's that at the front door? It's bigoted Uncle Jim. Hi, Uncle Jim. We have a television pitch. So the pitch is, um, this is how the discussion has probably transpired in my mind, is you remember that sit, uh, sitcom that Rick Mail played the dad on Channel 4? We talked about it a while ago. What, uh, uh, Greg Davis's? Yeah, yeah, Greg Davis's um, thing. We can do our own version where Jim Davidson is my racist uncle and he's gone bankrupt <laughs> again and he's had to live with me in my suburban house 
in the gentrified part of London. And, and we have an uncomfortable relationship. So I'm in my living room having my samosas and my quinoa. And he's up in the loft on YouTube ranting about how much the curry smells in his house. And how his nephew is too brown. <laughs> and I have to like say, uncle, can you stop that? My kids are getting scared. They're understanding what the word racism means. Then he comes down and starts crying about how he didn't really mean it. And he's not really racist. And, you know, I mean, that's episode one. So, you know what? You know what? I'm going to write this up as a pitch and I'm going to submit it to Channel 5 because they love that kind of edgy comedy. To be honest, on a serious note, and you can cut this out if you want, because, uh, you know, we don't really do serious that much that often. That's probably the best idea you've ever had. <laughs> and, uh, you, said, and, you said that before, the last idea I had. No, you know, uh, no, do you know what the programme no, will be no, before no, that? No, I, no I've, ne I've never said that about one of your ideas. Uh, you know, um, I'm too lazy to go for uh, all of the audio footage, but you've said that before. But, I mean, a lot of your ideas are shit, and I'm, I'm just humouring you. But that is actually a genuinely good idea. Well, I mean, the other... And you can quote me on this one. You can quote me on this one, because that is a genuinely good idea. Because... If you think, I think people would go for that. One, it appeals to your followers, the Wokies amongst us, right? Two, and the 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 people who are sat in the middle who kind of you know can see it from. Well, I'm not really, I'm not really lefty, not really right, but I'll 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 go middle of the road. And also, it appeals to the writers as well, doesn't it? It ticks all boxes. This is this is number one idea. I think we need to. What can we call it? You know how Rick so, Mail got a new now, audience now we have a mission. with Greg right. Davis's show? Yeah. We could do that with Jim. We could actually bring him to a new audience. And to answer that question earlier on, we can basically write stuff for him and he can now have a knowing wink at the audience because it's all scripted. He can just wink at the audience goes, yep, I'm racist. So now, right, the rest of the podcast, right, so from this point, our quest in life and, and if we don't get anywhere near this we have failed as humans regardless of what our personal circumstances are if we don't make this right or get this made we are failures plain and uh, simple because this is the best idea you ever had right and you're not gonna, you, you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna fly this high again wait a sec are you sure because the other idea i had to pitch this channel five was chris packham nature series called tits 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 <laughs> Oh, say, that, say that again slowly. Chris it Packham's was... series called Tits, Tits, Tits. Okay, uh, which, is, which is which is what? It's just about birds. It's about you know, not maybe it's actually like, like you know, flying animals basically. <laughs> so, but what is it focusing on? On the bird tits? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, a, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, it, 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 no other other birds. It's just focusing on tits. Oh no! Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a, the what's that BBC Nature program, but more edgier. Crime Watch. It's edgier than Crime Watch. Yes. The Good Life. So, <laughs> the Good Life. Hey, I know. Hey, should we call the show "Question of Racism"? <laughs> there you go. No, no, because that's too in your face. I think you need something slightly. It basically implies it, but also it's kind of socially acceptable, so you can have it on your on your t-shirt. You got to think oh. merch, mate. We're we're in the we're in the YouTube world. We've got to think merchandise. Well, okay, well, what, what better merchandise can you have with my brown face 
and Jim <laughs> Davidson right next to him, doing a thumbs up behind me. I've got it. I've got it. So basically, your racist uncle is living in your house, in your attic, right? In happy yes. days, in happy days, was a middle-aged man, was he not living in the garage above above the house or next to the house of, of a suburban family, right? Yeah. Which, you know, all right, Fonzie, surely, surely, you know, question, <laughs> question, question should have been asked at that point, right? Because it's a little bit creepy. It's a little bit creepy looking at that, isn't it? You know, it's like, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just hanging out with you. But Fonzie, you're 35. So, so are you saying that basically Jim Davidson could be the the racist Fonzie? So, so the thing is, you can. So, so, his... so why, don't, why don't we call it Wokey Days? Wokey Days, I like it. We'll have to pitch that. Okay, I'm going to write the pitch up, send it to Channel Five tomorrow. And the fact that you've got loads of like things to play with. So, I could I think... be going out into my garden, right? So, I mean, and there's a you, whole you, washing you, line you, full of, on, full of Union Jack underwear. That would be amazing. I'm like, oh, uncle, stop it. This one's got skin marks on it. And he listens to, um, his favourite song is, is uh, Chelsea Dagger by the Fratellis. Yeah, I mean, you know, basically, I mean, you, wait, it's going to be post-Watershed, so it'll have to be like after 11 o'clock. But, you know, he's like, he's, he's nicked all of my print pornography. I don't he's reckon. Taken out, and he's taken out all the non-white models in it, basically. I don't reckon. I reckon, I reckon this is, this is kind of, you know, we, we, we are up against, we could be competing against Mrs. Brown's boys. We're, we're on. <laughs> you know what? <coughs> this, this show could be called either, what, Wokey Days or Mr. Brown's boys. <laughs> Because we're riding the coattails. Imagine that we get a Christmas special. Imagine that a one-hour Christmas special. And oh my God, we might actually make Jim Davidson relevant to the new generation. What, what, just like, what? just like Pepsi. What, what, what about what about um racist Pepsi? <laughs> oh, also, have you have you got have you like signed an exclusivity deal with Channel Five? Because I think we open this up. We open this up to to all the major terrestrial, major streaming streaming. I, do you think Netflix will take it on? I mean, they've taken on um. You know, they showed that the closer by the that American comic. What's his name? Because I'm bouncing. I, mean, I can't remember names. I mean, I think this is going to be bigger than Squid Game. I mean, that's a tall ask. This is. I think this is. This is. We're punching now. We're. 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 we're, we're this is going to be. This is going to basically do to Squid Game what Tyson Fury did to Deontay Wilder in in the ring. <laughs> nice boxing so, reference. I like it. It's always bring it back to either boxing or football or pornography. <laughs> yeah. AKA the Holy Trinity. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. Hey, yeah, Jim comes in and goes, Hey, my friend's coming over, Katie Hopkins. <laughs> and she's no. like filming herself in the living room, going out, Oh, look at this house. Oh, oh, have you got a visa to work here? Are you sure? Can I see your passport? <laughs> You're not supposed to be eating the samosas. <laughs> you're racist. You're, you're blurring the boundaries. That's a chemo if you want. Do you want some naan bread, Katie? Like, uh. a, I don't know. I don't know where we can go there from this because we just sort of peaked with. We've, we've done peak television already. in 2021. We've not even made it yet. <laughs> be like this. This will be next year's Ted Lasso. <laughs> Everyone will be talking about it. See that Jim Davidson show. Yeah, yeah, it's Union Jack underwear. <laughs> then we could f***ing sell Union Jack merch. With underwear. your face on. 
You know, oh, oh, oh Union Jack waistcoats like Nigel Farage. Your they face, love that shit. your face. I'm doing it. I'm doing it now. Your face over Union Jack as as the as the as the podcast cover. Yeah, I mean, we, we, you know, we have to bring heart into this, right? You have to bring sentimentality. So there'll be a bit where I've gone out to the shops because I'm crying, and my wife just like stormed out because she's pissed off with me. Yeah, and the and the kids are stuck at home. And Jim comes down and just starts feeding them, then talking to them. And he gives one because they have to, you know, like American network shows, they yeah, have to do yeah. that shit. So I slight digress, right? I've I've been watching Seinfeld, and there was one particular episode where there was this guy, and he, everyone said, Oh, don't give him alcohol, he'll go crazy. So obviously Seinfeld accidentally gives him alcohol for the whole episode. He goes, he's alcoholic, he starts drinking like a complete bastard, and he's just like all over the place. The last shot when Jim, when Jerry Seinfeld does his monologue to the audience and all that, the same alcoholic guy sitting in the audience with two ladies next to him and he's drinking like a non-alcoholic drink. And there's a knowing wink from that guy. And Jerry Seinfeld's pretty much just said, yeah, well, we're not all alcoholics. Such a f***ing network ending where it's like he's not really an alcoholic or he's, he's worked himself out fine. So we could use that. For Jim Davidson to give him a bit of heart. Obviously, he'll storm out and go through the wrong door like he did with uh, Ashley Banjo. <laughs> no, Jim, no, no, it's the other door. That's a, that's, that's a broom cupboard. But, you know, it, a slight digress. But, you know, Jim Davidson actually called Ashley Banjo George. <laughs> and now yeah. she just goes, he just looked, he just shook his head and went, George? He's, he's George. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jim Davidson must have been under such pressure if he's just coming up with random names. Bob, uh, Gary. Oh, bless. New lease of life for Jim Davidson is what we're doing. Oh, God, I can't believe we're just ending a podcast. <laughs> Saving Jim Davidson's career and his, li and his life of, like, we, obscure racism. Your woke mission now, right? Oh, God, Mission Impossible. Your, your woke mission. My brand Mission Impossible, yeah. <laughs> this um, podcast will burn in 30 seconds sorry carry on your your woke mission is uh, so the mission of woke asian guy that's you is to can you not just put because it's a bit probably a bit shorter can you not just put the sydney portier um uh speech from in the heat of the night in oh you, do you know my favorite say, line from that is right go what what is it uh, it's when Rod Steiger finds out that Rod, uh, Sidney Poitier is the cop. And he and he brings in Warren Oates. It shows in the badge. He goes, he's a cop. Yeah! Yeah! Those two lines, those two words are brilliant. We've got an idea. We've got a plan. We've got Jim Davidson. We just need to sign him to a three-picture contract. Yeah. It's time to end the podcast. It's been a revelation, Egg White. It's been. It's been. It's been. It's been. From It's Been to Jim Davidson, it has been. Caucasian Guy. And Egg White.